Welcome back to Expert Instruction, the Teach by Design podcast where we dive deeper into the research surrounding student behavior by talking with the people implementing these practices, where they work, and with the students they support. I'm Megan Cave. We're putting a tiny pause on our regular format today so we can take some time to reflect on the 10 conversations we've had on this platform this year. Today, there's no guest. It's just you and me. Reflection is a good practice to incorporate into the work that you do. We highlighted some research findings in our Teach by Design article this month that prove that to be true. Basically, researchers conducted three studies with around 800 participants. Each study divided people into one of two camps. You've got your reflectors and you've got your practicers. Yeah, I know it's not a word, but for day, today, it's, it's going to be a word. All right, just go with me on this one. Basically, one group of people used a short amount of time to reflect on what they'd just done, and the other group used that same amount of time to keep practicing the skills that they had just learned. In all three studies, the people who used their time to reflect did better on their second round of tasks they scored higher on tests, they improved their efficiency, they felt more capable, and they understood their assignment way better than the practicers did. Researchers also learned that when given the option to either pause and reflect or continue doing a task, 82% of the people they asked said that they would like to just keep practicing the task in order to improve. Meanwhile, those 18% were over there reflecting and getting better and just outperforming all of us in every way, in every way. So yeah, we're pausing to reflect today. (laughs) Expert Instruction is a monthly podcast. So since August, we've delivered 10 episodes this year. This will be our 11th. We've explored topics like stress in the classroom, tier two decision-making, student voice and PBIS implementation, action planning, and the fundamentals of data-driven decisions. We've had 16 guests appear and you've pressed play 4,821 times to listen to what our guests are talking about. We put these episodes together and we send them into the ether without knowing for sure how they'll connect or who will listen. I mean, sure, I've got like my hopes about how it's gonna go, but we never know until we post them. You guys, you are listening though. So thanks for being here. <laughs> Looking back on these episodes has been a pretty cool process in the moment as I'm doing them, sometimes putting the episode together can be stressful. Scheduling and coming up with interesting questions and talking to people who have more experience than I do. It can be a lot, but when I look back at the collective of it all, yeah, it's pretty cool what we've been doing here. I wanted to take the time today to share with you guys five of the lessons that I've learned this year as I've reflected. I mean, I don't really know how to like smoothly transition into those lessons, so I think I'm just gonna like do it. Lesson number one, talk to the people in this field that you have never met. 
some of you might know, but maybe some of you don't, our PBIS apps team here is part of a research unit within the College of Education at the University of Oregon. It's sort of like a real nesting doll situation over here. We're research unit inside of a College of Education inside the University of Oregon. When you're part of a university, that means that your colleagues literally teach classes on the topics that we wanna know more about. In September, we got a university-wide newsletter that was um, that had an article in it that was called um, Back to School, Easing Anxiety for Kids Returning to Classrooms. And it basically, it gave us some tips from College of Ed faculty members on how to support students at the beginning of the school year. It's a great article. Anyway, I happened to be covering a similar topic for um, teach by design and for this podcast. So I cold called Dr. Giovanna Rodriguez, an assistant professor of school psychology in the College of Education, who had been quoted in that article. She had said some things in it and it just made me, I really wanted to talk to her some more. Guys, our conversation felt real comfortable. She talked about some heady, like academic type stuff but she did it in a way where I could fully understand what she was talking about. Specifically, she really highlighted the way that our brains have the have power over our physical bodies and how we and what we're feeling physically. Our conversation was all about the ways that chronic stress shows up in classrooms, especially during this time that we're in right now. So she pointed out how our stress has the ability to really take our, our typical feelings that we feel and like ratchet them up, like amplify them. So instead of being just aware of what's going on around us, we are like hyper aware of our surroundings. We might have a harder time remembering things. We've got maybe more stomach problems than we've ever had before, more headaches and everybody, and I mean like everybody is just so tired all the time. It's not just us that's feeling these things as grownups, it's our students too. And Giovanna was the one that like really pointed that out for me. The best tip that she gave, I think was that we can, we have the ability to create more than physical safety within a classroom, that we can create the kind of space where students feel emotionally safe so that they feel more confident that they can handle whatever is going on in front of them. I'm really glad that I reached out that day to a stranger and I asked her to come and share her experiences with all of us. So I'd say just don't be afraid to do the same. If you read an article or listen to a podcast or attend a conference session that makes you want to learn more and maybe like actually just learn more from that person, I say go for it. Make that cold call and see what lessons you can learn from someone that you've never met. Lesson two, talk to coaches as often as you can. So on the other end of the spectrum, if we've got the strangers on one side that we're talking to, on the other end of that spectrum are all the people that you've talked to like a million times. These are your colleagues in the field who have shaped your work and maybe even walked alongside you as you figured things out together. You've known them for a while, so you get to skip those awkward pauses and the get to know you questions, and you can just like get into whatever it is that's on your mind. It's these people I'm talking about. Doctors Jessica Swain Bradway and Billy Joe Rodriguez are two people that I've known for personally for a long time. I think 
that they were both grad students, maybe when I started working in our department. And now they both work for the Northwest PBIS network. Uh, Miss Swain Bradway is its executive director. Yes, she's very fancy, her. So anyway, when I have a question about the fundamentals, my first move is to check in with the people that I know, which is what I did for episode 18 when I invited Jessica and Billy Joe to talk to us all about the fundamentals of data-driven decisions. Just because I've talked to them before doesn't mean that I won't come away with something new. Cause like these two women are coaches, like they are coach coaches with a capital C-O-A-C-H. They've got insights and the more they say, the deeper things tend to get. This episode, Billy Joe hit us all with the Lego metaphor for our work. It goes like this. Imagine there's a pile of Lego bricks in the middle of the floor and there isn't an instruction booklet anywhere. Maybe there's someone that comes and they sit at that pile and they see all the possibility, right? They see everything that they can do and they immediately just start grabbing at bricks. They're intuitively, they're putting them together based on their prior builds. Like they got, they got this, right? You know, these people, they can just see it and they just start. They're not afraid. They just go. Someone else, me, it's me guys. This is me. Someone else will sit at that pile frozen, not knowing where to start. They see individual bricks where the other person saw a whole castle, right? But if they work together, the castle builder can show the frozen person what to do next, sort of take them step by step. And Billy Joe said that working with data to solve problems is like staring at the pile of Lego bricks. Sometimes the solutions jump out at you. Sometimes they're just pieces of data, but if you have a coach, someone who has problem solved with data before, they can show you one step at a time how to start creating a solution that works for your school. Throughout this episode, the three of us kept coming back to this metaphor to describe different aspects of decisions that are informed by data. It works in so many ways for so many scenarios, you guys. You have to listen to the episode and really take in all of the gems that these women were dropping that day. Recording that particular episode not only taught me the value of a solid metaphor, but I think it also reaffirmed for me the power of connecting with your coaching community to solidify those foundational elements, the fundamental components of a PBIS process like data-driven decisions. Lesson three, include your students in whatever you're doing. I first heard about Zachary Patterson from a session that I watched during the PBIS Implementers Forum in October this year. Someone had typed into the chat a question about student involvement on leadership teams. And one of the presenters mentioned just offhand how San Diego Unified School District School Board recently added a student board member. So of course I went to Google to see who this person is. I typed in something like San Diego school board student member and up popped Zachary's photo with his little bow tie and everything. So I took my cue from lesson number one and I sent him an email and wouldn't you know it, he responded. 
My conversation with him in episode 16 was like a breath of fresh air. I don't know Zachary beyond those 60 minutes that we spent on Zoom together, but I am convinced that he will achieve whatever it is he wants to achieve. He got, this is a kid who got excited about how government works when he was in elementary school. He got so excited about it that by the time he was in seventh grade, he had made this proposal to the school board that they should add a student seat. And then a few years later, when he was a junior, I think in 2019, the proposal was implemented and he was the elected member. I want to be clear, you guys, Zachary is a full member of the San Diego Unified School Board. This is not an advisory position. His vote means the same as any other members. It sounds like a radical idea, but it's a radical idea that is actually happening in this giant district in California. I learned from Zachary that this is possible, that students can absolutely have a voice in their education and that their voices can have the same power in the conversation as any adults. His voice led to the implementation of the district's first student bill of rights, the approval of mental health days for students, and the passing of a mental health curriculum for the district. But all of that work required a shift in the mindset from the adults around him. Guys, it's on us as adults to actively engage these young people in this way, to make space for them, to invite them and welcome their perspectives as valid and equal to our own. Of course, we can measure the impact with surveys and data, but I think in so many other ways, the impact is more personal. It's a feeling you get. I was inspired talking to Zachary. He, like so many of your students, cares about his education. There's an excitement in his voice and a hope in the way that he talks about what's possible. When you inject feelings like hope and excitement and eagerness into a group, it makes your work better. I dare you to listen to what Zachary says in this episode and not come away with your own sense of hope and possibility. Lesson number four, give your students a visible platform. If adding students to school boards feels like a giant step, there are smaller, not less critical, just smaller ways to engage students in the work of creating a welcoming, inclusive, representative school culture and climate. I mentioned how I learned about Zachary from a presentation at the Implementers Forum. Well, Dr. Felicia Singleton and Marcus Jackson were the ones that gave that presentation. It was called uh, Youth Speaking Up About Inequity, Their Experiences Through Their Own Voices. Essentially, San Diego County Office of Education hosted a series of student panels moderated by university students and attended by adults from around the region. During these Zoom sessions, students talked about the challenges that they've faced as members of marginalized communities. And like what these students had to say was so honest, authentic, and brave. And they said it all knowing that there were adults, maybe even their own teachers, listening on the other end. They offered up their own ideas for how adults could help improve their experience. One student said, learn about our experiences. Specifically, she called on her teachers to learn about her disability. 
Another student asked for adults to create safe spaces where students could talk about these things that they needed or, or some, something that was happening to them. Someone else said, that, said uh, notice when I'm doing well or when I succeed at something that, I'm, that I typically struggle with. Just notice them. That's what they're asking for, nothing huge. They asked for representation in their curriculum and to highlight the contributions of people within their communities throughout the year, not just during Black History Month. And let me tell you guys, once you hear these students' stories, you cannot unhear them, which is the point. It's also why, however you engage your students and have them share their, their perspectives, you've got to give them a platform where their voices will be heard by the people who have the authority to make change. I mean, I've never conducted a student panel like these, not even one time. But after talking to Marcus and Felicia, I felt like maybe I could. Like, not only that I could, but that I probably should. That we all should. Which I guess brings me to the fifth lesson that I've learned this year. Lesson number five. Try things you've never done before, even if you're nervous especially if you're nervous. I personally didn't have start a podcast on my bingo card. It was not even on my second bingo card, but it was an idea that we'd thrown around a little bit here and there. Like maybe this is something we should do. I don't know. Let's put it up on a list of ideas. I didn't think I was going to be doing it right now. And then Zoom came along and all of a sudden it was easier to have a meeting with someone across the country where I could see their face and feel like they were in the room with me. In my job, I talk to people all the time about what they do. So I just figured why not record those conversations and publish them as a podcast? It seemed easy. <laughs> but guys, I was nervous. I still get nervous every time I sit down at that Zoom screen. I think, what if the conversation doesn't record? What if I say something wild? What if everything is awkward and weird and I can't get it back on track? I developed a full list of pros and cons and I could have easily leaned into those cons and never considered the pros. No one asked for this podcast. It was not a requirement. I did not have to do it. And yet, by doing this thing that scares me sometimes, I've had the opportunity to talk to 41 people over the last two years. That's 41 people in this field of education, doing the work, creating the kind of spaces where everyone feels welcome and seen. 41 people sharing their brilliance with all of us. I mean, I know this is a podcast, but like we're learning things here, right? I mean, this is us learning together and from each other. And that's such a gift, you guys. It's something that never would have happened if I let this scary platform be scary and never did it in the first place. So this is me saying, do the scary thing. If it's on your mind and you have the space, try it. I guess that's it, guys. These are my, those are my big five takeaways on this year's worth of podcast episodes. We've reached the end of another season of expert instruction. We're gonna take a break in July, but don't worry. We'll be back on the third Tuesday in August with a new episode for our third season. Until then, 
I just wanted to say congratulations to all of you for how you showed up for your students and for each other and for all the ways you surprised yourself and for all of the lessons you taught us and the lessons you continue to learn. From all of us at PBIS Apps, we hope your summer is restful and reflective and makes you feel ready to come back and do it all again in the fall.